Days in a hole. Days in the sausage Fantasy football. <laughs> Primer <laughs> on the Sausage Hut Sports Radio Network. <laughs> About to get Michi on the phone here, the commissioner. Gonna rip through every matchup in the NFL this week and see what he has to say about what he has to say and what he had to say last week. So, without further ado. See if we can get the mish on the fish. Kielbasa. Misha. Misha. What's happening, kid? I think I'm in the. I'm strapped in on the rocket. Did you, uh, I'm ready to rock. Did you, did you uh, change the intro? Change it. What do you mean? Yeah, 30 days of podcast. Or are we still in the 30 day? We're window? still in the 30 day window. Yeah, it's uh 20. You know, it's September till October 1st. So we've got. One, two, three more to go after today. There's no question. Hey, we got a big matchup this week, me and you. Yeah. We had the big we had the big in real life matchup last week, and now we've got the big fantasy football matchup this week. So it's been a You still got prop you still got problems at running back. I do. You know, I didn't has it always been where if somebody drops somebody you can't pick them up until the next week off the waiver wire? Um it's you it's usually 2 days. Oh, you know like by Friday you can pick up these Thursday games are messing with us. That's the problem. Cuz I got one well I I'm trying to make a, a move here of somebody that went on the waiver wire and it's saying you're not going to do it until Wednesday October 3rd. I um uh... Who are you looking for? And I can look it up. I can look it up. <laughs> I don't know if I want to divulge that information, Mishy. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, you talking to me? I'm looking for Jared Goff, probably like everybody else. Oh, so am I. Oh, but what's your waiver position? Not as good as yours. I'm five. And uh, the reason, you know, I had that problem. I wanted to drop Crowell and pick someone up that someone beat me to last week. But because he played on Thursday, I couldn't touch him. Oh, is that why? Because, yeah, Goff plays tomorrow. Huh. Right. So if you want, we'll bring it up to the group and see if we can't just update that. I, I mean, whatever, man. I, I might have to I, – I don't need to make a big deal. If that's just the way it is, then that's just the way it is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to – I might have to get a running back anyway because um, the guy just picked up Chris Carson – limited practice and he's got a hip so that's new well, news we, there's a uh there's still a couple guys on the wire and you'll hear about them in a little while get that crayon out <laughs> i've got my cheat sheet ready i would just like to take a couple couple minutes to you know just review one of my one of my greatest weeks in fantasy football and that was me taking down the captain with his own quarterback. I mean, that was one you of know, the greatest that, moves uh, ever. We, um, let's see where the Browns are on my, Browns are playing. Where are they playing? They're playing at Oakland. 
Uh, they're playing an afternoon game. So we, uh, there's no problem with that. You know, I think, uh, I think that, what was it, Thursday night the Jets played? No, we covered yeah. that. We covered that last week, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we talked. We talked right before I headed to the airport. <laughs> when, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, if I can take the moment to set you up as the Johnny Carson of this show just for that aspect, I'll yeah. be happy to do it. I'll be happy to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Michi setting the stage for week four. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Hello. Tell me when you're ready, though, buddy. I'm way. ready. I'm ready. I'm rolling, man. Start over. Please. Sure. Sure thing. Here we go, into week four, setting things up. We're going to bring in the fantasy football expert. You know him from Twitter now that he's just racking up those followers. Mishy, 108, the Sausage Hut, fantasy football expert. Come on in, Mishy. How you doing, buddy? What are we looking at this week? We are looking at a little bit of review of week three. We are looking forward to week four. And... There's a lot of issues in the National Football League to cover. Let's get right to it. Let's do I have it. one thing. I have one thing I'd like to bring up straight away, Mr. Kilbasa, if you don't mind. Please. You played your arch rival last week, and I played my arch rival last week. Yes. And we had very different results. Mm -hmm. I got smoked. You, however... Played the Dak Show card <laughs> and crushed your opponent. How do you feel after three weeks of fantasy football, but a dominating yet close victory in week three against the flying, uh, what shall we call him? The Sasquatch. The flying uh, savant. The savant, yes. Yes, yes the uh, flying savant. There, there, there's few pleasures that I've had that were better than that. And coupling that with the one of the greatest Browns victories that I've ever seen. I, I actually the hands down the best live sporting event I've ever witnessed. And then turning around and practically doubling my fantasy football output. I mean, I was in the I, I think I scored in the 50s the first week and then go in the high 90s and able, you know, nobody saw that coming. I I picked up Dak Prescott in the draft specifically to play him against the flying savant because you know the, he he takes a lot of pride in his skills he's done really well throughout the years he's always at or near the top of points four that's for sure even though he you know he stalled out in the playoffs a couple a couple weeks i made a couple great waiver wire moves and to to use the cowboys quarterback <laughs> against the Cowboys, uh, you know, his his love fest for the Cowboys starts when he sleeps in Tom Landry's hat. Yes. Yes, it does. And, and it continues where he gets dressed up like Jimmy Johnson for Halloween. <laughs> I don't, you know, and you took it to him and you took and you beat him with Dak bleeping Prescott. Yeah. Who I said for since our draft that you you may start him and you may beat the monkey my personal predictions had you beating the monkey by two <laughs> however the fact that you started him and cut him the week after <laughs> is like a dull blade cutting the forearms and dousing it with salt oh. it was 
beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And it couldn't have worked out any better. And I, I know that the chances of everything coming together like that was and going in. I mean, we're going into the fourth quarter of the Dallas game. He's got Ezekiel Elliott. I've got Prescott and and Elliott fumbled. <laughs> Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I love Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's a tremendous football player. He certainly is. But the Cowboys are a mess. And it's not necessarily Prescott. It is in every fashion, management and ownership. Jerry Jones, oh God, invite me over. We'll have a talk. But Jerry Please, 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 please go to the old folks' home and watch the game on the big screen with the rest of the billionaires. Your time is past. Cowboy Nation, deal with it. And they are. I think they're, they, they've woken up to a cold reality. It's too bad because you know Dak had the year of years two years ago, and everybody was riding high. And then I, I really think what started the downfall was Zeke getting uh, suspended, which I thought was crap anyway. I mean, if if he did some bad things, he did some bad things. But these they're just suspending these guys just to make a point, and it sucks. He missed those first four weeks last year, which really kind of stalled him out. And this year it's just like, I don't know, maybe they started thinking too much. I mean, it's always better for me. I mean, it's always better for us when Captain Monkey is riding high on the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it's always better when he thinks they're doing well because it's great to see him fall. <laughs> The um, the Cowboys have been um, average with Tony Romo for a few years, and the um, the extra salt, let's call it the kosher salt in those open wounds, is that the Cowboy fans still believe that their team is relevant, and the truth of the matter is America's team went to New England. The further truth is America's team is about to depart from new england and those fans those bandwagoners are going to be stuck with their uh chowder paraphernalia and their hoodie hoods and couldn't happen to a better team it's time for a reset in the national football league the yeah. cowboys have been gone not coming back anytime soon and as we'll find out later in this podcast, I'm about to say the same thing for them, New England Patriots. Yeah, what do you it, say? I say America's team got on 90 westbound, headed across upper New York, headed Ohio. through Erie, Pennsylvania, and came right down on the shores of Lake Erie, baby. Because Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns are America's team now. The At funny least. thing, now, you bring up Baker Mayfield, quarterback everyone's hype for these young guys coming in similar to what happened um to Dak Prescott the hype was there uh David Carr had the hype it was there and there are you know something to be said about these young quarterbacks getting overhyped and how we should look through the prism of two or three seasons to really anoint these guys however <laughs> with the hype being the hype we have this podcast going on with fantasy football, so we buy into the hype. You know, there's got to be something to talk about. The reality is that the hype. What was that? What was that band with uh, Flavor Flav? Don't believe the hype. Thank you, sir. Chuck D, Flavor Flav. I saw them one time. They were awesome. I bet Chuck D's great. Flavor Flav. I was. Great. Uh, 
but don't believe the hype. That should be our own. That should, you know, there should be a sound effect, and we should have buttons. And when it comes down to certain guys, we're gonna go beep. Don't believe the hype. Oh, Mishy, you should hear. I, I listen to Cleveland Sports Talk, and you can't. It's unbelievable how, after all the heartbreak we've had, the conclusion jumping that we've done since Thursday. Like, oh, let's just. Oh, it's a new year. We're going to. Baker's going to be great forever. Let's just get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Let's trade him right now because it's a new era. I'm like, dude, he, he had a good half, and it's undeniable, but let's. Uh, Let's keep him healthy one and let's uh, see what he can do for a couple more weeks. You know, let's let's be the, uh, a little biggest, bit realistic. The biggest type I heard about the Cleveland Browns after three weeks is they should be undefeated. They should and, be. Don't believe the hype there. Kilbasa. No, I mean, don't I mean, <laughs> logistically, they had a chance to win those first two games. I'm not saying they played good enough to win. They did. I mean that they had a f they had game winning field goals in both of those games. I mean, how close how much closer can you get? I'm not well, saying they deserved the, it. I'm saying they were there. Ask the Chargers last year how important field goal kickers are. Yeah. Ask the Minnesota Vikings. Um, at least through first two weeks, and we'll talk about them shortly. Let's uh, let's say congratulations to <laughs> Team Kilbasa for taking down the flying savant. The truth of the matter is, he can't touch you, <laughs> and hasn't been able to touch you in a long time. And I know that it keeps him up at night. Oh, it does. I know I get the I get this I get the craziest trade offers from the flying one every time you take him down. He's looking for my best players and offering me bench guys. And I'd say to myself, why? And I said, he can't stand losing till Kabasa. He can't. I can't stand losing to him and I've beat him the it last two times. You know, what are you, like three years running you've taken down the flying one? Yeah, I think he uh, – I don't know what the – I don't know no, if we met in the regular season. I think he's once in the last – I think he's taken you down once in the last three years. Yeah, well, he beat me – he beat me in the finals, was that two or three years ago, which in the Blake Bortles miracle game, which – No, that was, was about a thousand years ago in dog's age. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know who won in the regular season. I beat him in the third place game, and then I just beat him in week three, and I discarded his, his quarterback – like yesterday's newspaper right after I, beat I was going to, I was going to say use tampon. I'm really glad you cleaned that up. <laughs> yeah. you really glad Thanks. you cleaned that I, up. I'm glad I did. Cause that's gross, but <laughs> <laughs> it's to the, the point I, he's so hurt. You know, he's so hurt by it that it, I almost feel sorry for him because he just kind of goes into a cocoon. The keyword is almost. Yeah. Almost. Keyword is almost. Yeah. <laughs> I and almost feel for, guilty about rubbing it in, but then I'm like, no, this is what I play for. I play to beat him and rub it in. <laughs> rubbing it in? You, there is no amount of rubbing in that can equal the rubbing in that the flying one did back in his salad days. Oh, no. But those salad days are basically gone, and I, much like the Dallas Cowboys, he's the only one who doesn't know it. <laughs> Oh. Send your cards and letters, Cowboy Nation, at Michi 108. At Michi 108. Certainly to Kilbasa. One more thing, though, about the uh, Mr. Kilbasa and your fantasy team. We called this out earlier. Um, you are known as a mutter, meaning low-scoring games, coming out on top, competing for playoffs. Last week, like you said, you had almost doubled. <clears throat> excuse me. You had almost doubled your scoring. 
And my early prediction for Team Kilbasa is that the sun will come out and the track shoes will come out. And you started the season in the mud, but I think Team Kilbasa has turned the corner. I, I did get lucky. Adrian Peterson having a huge game, which, you know, is almost on top of, you know, if Dalvin Cook, luckily, I mean, the best thing that happened to me was Dalvin Cook being out with a hamstring and me having to put Adrian Peterson in and he ended up scoring uh, like 20 points. He, he 20. completely neutralized Patrick Mahomes. You know, to um, give some context, our league is called the PSL Pay, and it's a public league. You could look at us, look us up on NFL.com. And quickly, we named it the PSL Paid because when we started this league, the new Meadowlands complex was being built and the ownership of the Jets and Giants were bilking their longtime customers for personal seat licenses. 20 grand. Give me 20 grand and you buy the season tickets every year. You own this personal seat. And when we started our league, you know, I could come up with a thousand different names and you know, and that's not the hard part. The hard part was finding something appropriate. So we called it PSL paid, meaning you are welcome, you are in, and we expect you. And uh, we have a fantastic league, 10 teams. It's a short league. We play standard. And we have the caveat is we shorten the bench by one player. There are five bench players. And it allows us to make free agent moves because everyone's just not snatched up and sitting on the waiver wire. I mean, sitting on someone's bench, you have access to moves on the waiver wire. And I find it completely competitive. I've known a couple of people in our league. They want fractional points and they want defensive points and they want two flexes, two quarterbacks, all kinds of modern stuff. But we're going to, we stay traditional to the best of our ability. And um, I think we have a very fine league. Anyone uh, wants to call out what they're playing in and their variations, feel free at Michi 108 at the Kielbasa Hut, Sausage <laughs> Hut, excuse me. And, um, you know, feel free to chime in what you're playing against or playing with. That's, 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 that's our league. And so when we hear Mr. Kielbasa say, I scored 50 points, I suck. And then I scored 98 points and I was awesome. That is be the reason behind it. I know some people who say, I got beat 109. I scored 198 points and I got beat. I said, what are you playing? Half the league on your team? Yeah. And they go pretty much. And I said, well, that doesn't appeal to me. But that's personal preference. And there are thousand and one different ways to play fantasy football. Yeah, I have a... The, go I, ahead. I like, the, I like the way it's set up because you can, you can compete... Like if you got if you only got ten minutes to spend on your team, you can compete. You know, if you if you got three out, you're it's almost like Texas Hold'em nowadays. You know, somebody can dedicate their entire life to playing Texas Hold'em. But since Texas Hold'em is still Texas Hold'em, you're gonna a guy can come in and be new and still compete with it. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. I'm not a Texas Hold'em player. Well, there are enough cards on there are enough cards on the table in Texas Hold'em to have a lot of variation. And I would say there are enough players still available to pick someone up yeah. and change your change your outcome dramatically in the course of one pickup. And we hope to highlight some of those guys this week who will do that. And 
certainly um, help everyone in, who's listening really adjust to week four and play some winning fantasy football. That's what I say. With and that, I hope I hope people enjoy the program. With that said, <laughs> let's get to your week four primer. In the Sausage Hut Sports Radio Network. Yes, indeed, Michi. You want to hear? You want to hear the the biggest stupid talking head stat I heard yet this week? Yes, I do. Well, the Vikings are playing at the Rams, and some knucklehead had the had the audacity to do the math and say, "Well, it's first time in 25 years that the Vikings are playing in Los Angeles." I'm like, okay, content editors, <laughs> what the hell? You know, it's a simple, it's a fact, and you may not recognize it, but the fact, you know, the point that it is that it was made a highlight and someone got paid to write that. Just wanted to call that out. That's ridiculous. We got nothing but original material for the people today. Vikings at the Rams. For me, the Vikings overlooked Buffalo last week. They just they 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 were horrible actually. They had a bad and they had a bad game. They had an they had worse than a bad. They had a game where you know the wives said sleep in the doghouse, and they had a game where one of their defensive players got thrown out of his own house, went to a hotel room, threatened to kill somebody, had the police called, left. Came back the next night asking for a room, demanding a room, laid down on the floor, got arrested, got taken out in an ambulance, and jumped out of the ambulance. I believe his last name was Griffin. Yeah. Defensive player for the Vikings. Everson Griffin, if I'm not mistaken. And if you missed that news story, it was bizarre. Much like that Vikings-Bills game. Bizarre. Gosh, I wouldn't want to be in Minnehaha thinking about my Rams knuckleheading, especially while their defense was supposed to be one of the best in football. But in my opinion, they're about to they're about to travel to play the best team in football in the Rams. And I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game tonight. Last week, um, no one no one picked Buffalo. And if you did, you know, I'll send you a couple marbles because I lost mine, obviously, because. <laughs> I, I picked the Vikings and the Rams are just a very good football team, but the Rams had their starting pro ball defensive backfield out tonight. And what we said on this show, when everyone was saying the Rams charger game was going to be a low scoring affair, I believe the quote was, all right, time to go opposite end quote. And it was a very high scoring game. I kind of think the Vikings at the Rams is going to be a high-scoring and entertaining game tonight. What say you, Mr. Kabasa? I say, what about Dalvin Cook's hammy? Because he's questionable right now. He's not listed on the cheat sheets for week four. I think, you know, it's one of those things. And he's on my team, obviously. So I, I definitely am thinking I shouldn't play him. But whenever I think something like that, you know, it's like, oh, he's good. And he comes and ends up having 160 yards. So Mr. I, Cook, Mr. Cook is supposed to play this weekend, and the issue is the Rams front four, not their back seven, their front four. Mm. And if there's an opportunity to skip a half-injured guy 
against the Rams, it's if there's an opportunity to play someone else, you play them. You are playing me this weekend in fantasy football, and I'm really hoping you play it. Really <laughs> hoping you play it. Uh, but if he was on my team, I would find someone else. And we'll go through again. We'll go through a couple of names um, that if you pick him, pick them up and beat me. Well, I'll, you know, I'll say congratulations next week and curse you out every other time you don't hear my voice. Yeah, but that's another story. And another thing that happened last week with my wonderful victory over Cap- the captain was he had Brandon Cooks, who's the WR1. And I had Robert Woods, who's the WR2, and Robert Woods scored two touchdowns, and Brandon Cooks scored zero touchdowns. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Cooks has been hit or miss in forever in his three or four years and three or four teams that he's played for in the National Football League. Hit or miss. There are going to be weeks where he wins you games. There's going to be weeks where he loses you games. Robert Woods, I like Robert Woods, but I like Cooper Cup the best out of those wide receivers. Mm. This week, I would play any of those wide receivers for the Rams. I would start Jared Cook. And, of course, you're going to have to start uh, Todd Gurley. However, I have a feeling that Mr. Gurley may be kept in check a little bit, and it's going to be the wide receiver's and the quarterback that's going to win the game for the Rams. Conversely, I could see Kirk Cousins having an average kind of game, but the name that's going to take center stage for them is Stephon Diggs. If you find or you have Stephon Diggs and you're wondering where he's been, he's coming out to play this weekend. My opinion, of course, but if I had between Thielen and Diggs, I would say Diggs is the play. I just can see that I can see that happening due to the injuries for the Rams. And again, if I had digs, I would, I would not think twice. The uh, Rams defense is much better than the Vikings offensive line, which has started making the quality of that Viking offensive line has started making headlines. I would start the Rams D and if I had the Vikings D and I jumped to get them, screw you, start them, pay the consequences. <laughs> if you have an option, fine. If you don't, go ahead and play them. But I can see a number of sacks, perhaps an interception or two, even though the Rams D is banged up, I can see them outplaying and certainly winning this game. And again, we'll go through it. Quarterback. For the Rams, yes. Wide receivers for the Rams, yes. Gurley, you have to. For the Vikings, Cousins, if you have them, you got to start them. It's just the way it is. But at running back, big questions for people like me who got too smart and listened to their own uh, hype. Latavius Murray was the most awful offensive player in the game last week. Fortunately, my team sucked, and I, it didn't cost me the game, but it cost me being competitive. And uh, that was one. That was my big mistake thus far in these fantasy podcasts, uh, touting Mr. Murray. Apologize, America. I listened to my own advice. I got smoked, too. <laughs> That's your Thursday night matchup. It should be a very good game. Are you going to watch tonight? Um, I'm going to try. Yeah, it depends on what's going on. So we'll see about that one. So let's go. Let's head on. We got a lot of games to talk about, Michigan. Let's head on down to Sunday's games. Where are we going?
We're going to we're going to uh, the fine place called Indianapolis, Indiana, where the Houston Texans are playing the Indianapolis Colts. I believe I've been calling them the Baltimore Colts. I have a note here to get that right. <laughs> and uh, if anyone else in America still calls teams that they used to be called their names, the Houston Oilers, Houston Texans, the Tennessee Oilers, the Colts, the Baltimore Ravens, calling them the old Browns, oh. perhaps. We'll get to that. Right. And the Texans are playing the Colts. There's news there in in, in the Texan land. Uh, Mr. Watson, the quarterback, has started to show what kind of talent he is. I believe that the early season was more like exhibition season for a lot of teams and a lot of players. And I think Watson was that kind of guy. He will have a great game. If you have him, you have to start him. Nicky Hopkins, and that's not his name because Nicky Hopkins played piano for the Rolling Stones. DeAndre. But, yeah, thank you. DeAndre. Did, did, did Nicky Hopkins play on uh, She's a Rainbow? Um, no, because oh. that was still in the Brian Jones period. Mm. And Nicky Hopkins came in when the Rolling Stones really made their bones. And that would be 69, 70, 71, 72. Mm. From Get Your Yaya's Out to Exile. But that's the musicology report. That's for another show. Nicky Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, is banged up. Will Fuller, who's still available in our league, by the way. Hello, your laundry's done. The <laughs> Will Fuller will be the number one guy for Houston this week. Um, I don't believe in the Colts, and I think the Texans are going to turn the corner and they're going to take it out on the Colts. If you have T.Y. Hilton, look for him to have a massive game because he is maybe the one talented offensive player there because Andrew Luck is completely risky at this point in week four and if you have an option and you have Andrew Luck put him on your bench I think the Texans must win this game their coach is on the hot seat they don't win this game and they will win this game and I think even though Bart Simpson put up a meme saying I will never start the Texans D a thousand times on the chalkboard <laughs> I I would start the Texans D this Have, weekend. Hasn't the Colts. Texans D always been on the verge of being the greatest defense ever? And they just, uh, whenever they are almost there, somebody gets hurt. Pretty much. They'll have a couple of good games. They have talent there. And there's a little philosophy I'm starting to figure out in that. With the change in how preseason is approached, the starting players, not starting, et cetera, et cetera. That's the reason why we've seen some uneven football games. That's the reason why we see so many damn penalties in this game uh, in the first three weeks. I have a list here that basically says the 49ers led the world with 14 penalties last week and three were declined. There were 11 teams with 10 or more penalties last week. And that's just unforgivable. And I think that's part and parcel of the change in preseason football in that the starters aren't playing together. And I believe we'll start to see that settle down, but it is certainly something to make a note of. Broncos, 14 penalties last week. 
excuse me, 13, Steelers 13, Buffalo 12, Colts, Saints, and Packers 13, Seattle 10 penalties, and even the world championship Philadelphia Eagles had 10 penalties. That has to, that has to change. And I believe we'll start seeing that as, as the second quarter of the season moves forward, certainly as we close off the first quarter of the season in week four. Well, My there's a, I mean, there's a fundamental shift going on, and they're enforcing the fundamental shift in how you play the game and how you tackle it, and it's taking so some that, time to adjust. That that is to me is almost a separate issue. What I'm trying to call out is the lack of reps in the preseason translates into the first handful of games in the regular season is like the preseason with all the penalty flags. I think that's what we're seeing, and I think the guys will correct that. The Texans against the Colts. We like T.Y. Hilton. If you have Eric Ebron on your squad, you have to start him. The young man Doyle is out for another few weeks, and and Andrew Luck can throw to Hilton, and he can throw to Ebron, and he can wish that he had talent. Those are the two talent players there. I would take either of those guys and start. I would start Fuller. I would start Watson. I would start the Texans bench. And then I would move on to the Buffalo Bills at the Green Bay Packers. What say you, Mr. Kilbasa? Yeah, I think I think Andrew Luck is going by by the end of the season, Andrew Luck is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be full he's going to be fully returned to greatness and they're going to say, "Wow, we didn't think he could do it, but he's going to do it." If you start Andrew Luck early in the season, you're not going to make your fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Is that my phone or your phone, sir? No, sorry, man. Don't, don't pay no attention to the uh, backup beepings, the, the beepings that go That's on. That's wifey number four on the phone. That's wifey number four on the phone. What time you got to pick those kids up, man? Come on. <laughs> Where are we going? Bills at Packers? Here yes, we sir. Go. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Bills at Packers. Let me. Ten yard fight. Did you ever play the video game Ten Yard Fight back in the day? It was like the first football game. <laughs> first arcade football game came out probably like 82, 83. I my first fantasy my first video game was Madden ninety four. Oh, okay. This was way and, before that. And uh, that was fun for a couple of years until. You know, everyone started picking their fantasy players based on the Madden rankings. That's another story for another show. <laughs> if you're picking your players based on the Madden rankings, what the hell's wrong with you? Now, the Packers must win this week. They have to. They're 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and if they want to stay competitive, they have to win this game. Aaron Rodgers actually practiced today, and that is a big improvement because he only practiced a little bit last Saturday, probably a walkthrough, really. So it sounds to me like Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and I think that's a very good thing for the Packers. I and would for uh, you, right? That's your quarterback that you're going with. Yeah, the, it, he is my quarterback, and uh, he was—he's been, you know, middle of the road. The twenty-point in our league, a twenty-point fantasy quarterback is a good thing. But it's not a great thing. And he needs to be healthy or else I'll be looking on the waiver wire just like everyone else. You're not dropping. This, you're not going to drop Aaron Rodgers. 
no one said I'm dropping him. <laughs> I'm just saying I need more than average production at quarterback. Everyone in America to play winning fantasy football needs more than average production at quarterback. You got, and that's what I'm interested in. I cannot, uh, I cannot lose again the way I lost last week. And plus, I'm playing Mr. Kibasa. I'm bringing my tennis shoes. I am taking my mud shoes just in case. But I expect both of us to score some points. Did you know that our favorite nickname, Shady McCoy, is playing this week? At least that's what he says for the Buffalo Bills. If you have Shady and you drafted Shady as your RB1, there's something wrong with you. But you had to take him. And now you have to play him. Good luck with that. Really good luck with that. I would not take any of the defenses in this game, although it might be a defensive kind of game. I would. Uh, I know people are still picking up the Packers D based on what they think the Buffalo Bills are. I'm going to give a, but there's a big button there, and I don't think the Packers D is that good. If you picked them up, you know, good luck to you. You're going to play them, but good luck. The guy Devonte Adams. You got him. You got to start him. You got Aaron Rodgers. You have to. You have to. Have to start him. The name we've been bringing up um, all season long is Geronimo, and if you haven't picked him up yet, he's a big play guy. Please make a note of it. And if you are in need, say if you got Fitzpatrick or Fitzgerald rather out there in Arizona, start Geronimo instead. Hmm. You know, if the Bills win again this weekend, I'm going to be eating buffalo wings for a week. And I don't like buffalo wings. And if the Bills win this weekend, I challenge Mr. Kibasa to do a podcast on the top five buffalo wing recipes that he's aware of. Hmm. Do you accept that bet? I would love to do that. I love buffalo wing sauces from the, right. from the from the tried and true to the experimental and everything in between. And I've got Randall have... Cobb that I'm going to have to start to help, you know, I hope I I guess it doesn't really matter if Randall Cobb has four touchdowns, at least that's going to be taken in touchdown. I'm going to neutralize Aaron Rodgers with the big game from Randall Cobb. You uh you try that all you want. And Randall Cobb played his worst game of his career last week i watched that packer redskin game and not only was it raining but the packers were incredibly sloppy and that may be part of the problem with aaron Rodgers not practicing but the packers may not be as good as people thought they were and i think this game might be a little closer than people think and if i had randall cobb I would probably do what I did, what you did to Dak Prescott. Start him, beat me, and then cut him. (laughs) And did you know, Mr. Kielbasa, that we have two teams on a bye week this week? I knew we had one because Adrian Peterson is on the bye. The Carolina Panthers are also on a bye this week. Okay. Carolina so Panthers and the Washington Redskins on a bye. Be careful. Only two only two teams. It makes no sense to me, but that's the way it works. So be careful with your lineups and be mindful if you have Christian McCaffrey. We're going to name a couple of wide receivers. We are going to call out a few quarterbacks. And if you have Adrian Peterson, I shouldn't be telling you this. I shouldn't be doing his damn podcast because I'm playing you. <laughs> but I'll be naming the guys I like 
at, at running back, just like I did last week. And boy, did I take a beating for my running back predictions last week. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I uh, had a lot of guys gaining 100 yards. It didn't happen. There were a lot of men very productive. And I'm going to learn to modify my, uh, my predictions as we move forward. Speaking of moving forward, the game of the week in the AFC East, Mr. Kilbasa is the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots in your game of the week. We'll call this the hyperhumanism game of the week because it's going to be mammal versus man. And the <laughs> I, I can explain hyperhumanism to everyone who wants to know at Michi 108, but basically it is animals against people. Okay, but even though um, humans are technically mammals. Uh, technically, let's not get, come on, man. Come on. We have hair. We give here. birth to live babies, and and we have nipples. Isn't that what makes you a mammal or something like that? Uh, uh, anyway, I, game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I failed my science classes. You know what I mean? I think that uh, what we said earlier about the end of the New England Patriots, the writing is all over the wall. Uh, Gronkowski this week is banged up with an ankle injury. If you got new? him, you have to. If you got him, you have to start him. Tom Brady is 41 years old and can't throw the ball 40 yards downfield accurately anymore. If you got him, you're going to start him. Josh Gordon still has a hamstring problem and may or may not play. That's something you need to follow. But the three-quarters of America that jumped on the Patriots bandwagon Say hello to your cowboy friends and have a look at them because that's going to be you very soon. And I think that it's a beautiful thing. Now, I love I, I, I love the Dolphins this week. I think that they have a bunch of no-names that are going to compete and beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Bold prediction, perhaps. But the Finns can win this game. Kenyon Drake. That name from the preseason that everyone was all high on, he's going to show out. He's going to have a nice game. Tannehill, who had a great game last week, is going to tear up the New England's beleaguered defense. Wow. And I know, Ryan, imagine that. But I couldn't tell you who he's going to throw the ball to. I just, because I think he shares that load. And um, come on, man, Kenny Stills, we've been talking about him all year. You've been talking about him. Me, I don't think much of him, but that is the name, Kenny Stills, one of many names. And I think that um, the the trigger man will have a nice game, Tannehill. I think Mr. Drake is going to have a nice game. I think Chowda is going to get nothing, nothing, and I'm so happy for him. I love him. Did you see uh, uh, his wife's uh, little commentary on the news last night? No. She's such a lovely person, but she really regrets the breast augmentation after the birth of her third child. Uh, that made that made the sporting news. Mm. That tells you where we are. Well, TMZ. Well, anything. Imagine in, that involving poor, those. Poor girl. Yeah. Sorry. Poor girl. Poor girl. Well, always, the name you can always on go the... back to the drawing board and get another job, I suppose. I suppose. Kenny Stills is owned in seventy six point five percent of the leagues in NFL.com, but only started in eleven point four percent. Yeah, that's Let's sounds, see if that goes that, up this week. I think Mr. Kobasage has made a bold prediction of a guy to pick up. <laughs> I wanna add uh my man Sony M- Michelle. 
That you, is his name. You mean Sonny Mitchell? Yes, Sonny. Uh, listen, that was last week. I attempt to grow. I attempt. To, I attempt to grow week by week. It doesn't always happen. I know I'm limited, but uh, Mr. Sony, not Mr. Mitsubishi. Mr. Imagine they had a Mitsubishi in TV in that hospital room. Hi, my name's Mitsubishi Michelle. Hey. Now, oh, God, send your cards and letters, Missy 108 at Missy 108 on Twitter. But Mr. Sony. Michelle is another name and another guy who you might want to pick up because he's starting to play some good ball. The Patriots running backs are thin, thinner, and just really not that talented. Rest in so, peace, Rex Burkhead. You know, he, we had a good run. Every, I thought this was going to be the year of Rex Burkhead, and, and he might be done forever, you know. with the, He's on the IR with the neck. You don't you hardly come back from those. No, and he looks like, he looks like you know, his – Team, uh, I guess they call that the player card on the websites. He does look like an axe murderer, so I'm glad <laughs> I don't have to look at him anymore. But <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Michelle would be a, a player of note for New England. Well, who's done nothing so far this year? He's gonna have to. He's going going to have to pick up the pace. He's an excellent. At least he was an excellent college player, and they need him in new england and it's almost as if necessity is going to build this fantasy football player and make him popular because new england's running out of options the question in new england is when is this the weekend that you pick up edelman or do you wait or do you see new england as a faltering franchise and bypass him altogether what say you, Mr. Kabasa? I say I see a plus right next to Julian Edelman, <laughs> and I should just beat you to the punch and take him right now because as soon as he comes back, he's going to have 20 catches for, you know, 70 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to, Chowder's going to get his confidence back by throwing five yard outs to him for the next three weeks. And then they come back. And then next thing you know, a month from now, Chowder is the ageless one, the greatest of all time. Yeah, the best part about it is they're going to lose this week to the to the Dolphins, and they're going to be looking up at the standings. And that uniqueness makes me smile. It really does. I can see your point where Josh Gordon is healthy and incorporated. I can see where Gronkowski gets healthy and is incorporated. Chris Hogan is not the only option. And, and again, Edelman comes in. They will have some weapons. Now, if that does happen, Sony Michelle suddenly becomes a super hot property. And you're ahead of the curve. But for this week, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And you're, you've purposely not mentioned James White because you've never had any ounce of respect for him in his entire career. I think J- if, if James White was my neighbor, he'd be my best friend. <laughs> but... I'm not trusting what the Patriots are doing offensively. That's why, um, sure, you could pick up James White. He might get you 13 yards on the ground and 26 yards and nothing in the air. I just think that this week and for the early part of the season that the Patriots are not who we think they were. We think they were a Super Bowl contending team. We see them as champions. We see them as America's team 2018. But again, just like the Cowboys, 
get used to it. It's about over in New England. And I love it. I love it. It's time for it's time for a seat change. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking the Dolphins in a big way this weekend. <clears throat> you heard it here first. There is a, there is a, another. Yeah, you know, we did hear it here first because the rest of the talking heads are, are making all the patented excuses and playing the same card that was played in the past. And no one is looking at the present and no one is looking forward into the future. And I think that people will start doing that and they can call out Michi and Kabasa by saying those boys were ahead of the curve, which, of course, we are. Speaking of the curve, the surprising Cincinnati Bengals are going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. And I think this is going to be a very nice game. And before I go off on my own tangent, what do you see, feel, or hear about the Bengals at the Falcons, Mr. Kobasa? I see two teams that could be good. They're they've like had some success. Well, the the Bengals have had some success. The Atlanta, I think they're ramping up. They're getting better every week. They're gonna be better than everybody's giving them credit for. And the Bengals like the Bengals always do, will fall flat on their face because that's what they do in Cincinnati. Matt Ryan threw five touchdown passes last week. Five. I don't know anyone who started them. My question to America, my question to Mr. Kobasa, is the Super Bowl hangover over for the Falcons? Definitely. And it sounds like you're saying yes. Oh, yeah, they've moved. I mean, last year was last year. This year, they've they knew – that they had potential and Matt Ryan just needed to settle down and start playing. Julio Jones is like, dude, I can figure this red zone thing out. Just give me the ball some more. And it's, it's starting to come together. Matt I, Ryan's um, a good quarterback. He's not washed up by any means. Matt I nice. never, never said he was washed up, but he's been scuffling. He scuffled a little early in this year, but five touchdowns to me says that Super Bowl hangover is over. But if you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals at home, a team that historically is going to let you down, very similar to what you just said. I think that uh, the Bengals and the Falcons are going to throw the ball all over the yard. The only running back worth playing in this game is Tevin Coleman. And if you have Tevin Coleman, he is a must start. He had a bad week the, last week, though. I mean, he didn't. He, he, He's, he's, I know, and I had him as having a big game, but he's the only Haas who's going to play. Freeman's still out. And, you know, Cincinnati on the road suggests take the Falcons running back. Did you know Julio is a little banged up? Yeah. He's and, still going to be – he's going to have three touchdowns this week. And the three – all right, I was going to ask you a question. Who's going to score more touchdowns, the great A.J. Green or the great Julio Jones this week? I think I think the Falcons are at home and they roll. Do you think Calvin Ridley is for real? Yes, I do. And do I you, think he's going to inspire Julio Jones to play even better. Do you think Mr. Boyd or Mr. Ridley, the WR2s for each team, which one of those two will have a bigger fantasy week? Ugh, Ridley or Boyd. I'm going to take Mr. Boyd, too. He is available in a boatload of leagues, people. 
boatload. Yeah, find I, him. Yeah, a lot of people are apprehensive about taking Bengals, no matter what. I think. I would. Uh, I would take the Cincinnati defense this week, based on that. I'm not a believer in the Atlanta Falcons. I think Cincinnati's going to win this game. Mixon is out. Gio Bernard is hurt. We called up Mr. Walton, the rookie. We called his name last week. I don't think he got much burn, but he's another guy who might be seeing the uh, the field today or field on Sunday. I don't think that the Bengals are going to run the ball. I think that ball is going to be in the air all game long. Lots of points. Yet, Matt Ryan will throw a couple big interceptions. The Bengals will capitalize. If there is a defensive touchdown, it's going to come from Cincinnati. You heard it here, people. Cincinnati with a defensive touchdown. And I think that the fact that Chick-fil-A is not open on a Sunday at that stadium is a travesty. I I understand the reasons why. I respect them. I don't. I have no respect for it at all. I got. Uh, I can go for the five dollar beers and all the hot dogs I want, but if my Fal- if I'm a Falcon fan and I'm at that game, and it's a 78 degree day in Georgia and I'm stuck in a dome, I want me some Chick Fil A. Damn it! Yeah. What the? What good is a Chick having a Chick Fil A in the dome if it's not open on Sunday? I, it it's amazing. But I, we spoke about the uh, the discount prices on the concessions. Yeah. I wonder if that's really going to become a trend, or is that just going to be an Atlanta specialty? What's the word? There, uh, there are few owners in the world like Arthur Blank. That dude's got a heart of gold. So I don't think you'll, I don't think you'll find it in other places. Although when I was in Cleveland last week, you know, it the the price for the the porky brat that I had wasn't that all that bad at all. And you know, and you, I I just don't care about the price of beer. I'm only going to drink, you know two or three at the most i'm not going to try to drink 400 beers inside the nfl game so well that's why there's pre-game you know right i know i oh i know <laughs> so does everybody else <laughs> <laughs> all right the bengals at the falcons any no any, enough enough we've already spent too much time on i want to ask falcons. you one, i want to ask you one more question <laughs> right go ahead go ahead andy dalton or Matt Ryan, who's scoring more fantasy points? Matt Ryan. You know what? I'm going completely against that, and I'm saying the Bengals not only beat the Falcons in a high-scoring game, but Andy Dalton outpoints Matt Ryan in Ooh. fantasy football. No Chick Fil A for you, pal. You want to put? No let, hey, let's put let's put you. a let's put a number one value meal on that. Let's put a, a little side bet. Uh, we, you know, our side bet is a corn dog at the Ohio State Fair. I know. This is a different one. This is a number one chicken sandwich, waffle fries, and Diet Coke family meal or uh, value meal. I can do that. All right. I can do that. Consider it done. Okay. And let's move And let's move to Tennessee where the Eagles play the Titans. All right. A lot of uh, green and blue in this game. There's going to be a lot of sleeping fans watching TV, too. This game this game might be boring as hell. Your feelings toward the Eagles are the feelings that I have toward the Bengals, basically. That, I, I, I tell you what, I think Carson Wentz um, is, is, a, is a fine player, but that injury of his says it's going to take a little bit of time before he becomes fantasy relevant again. I think that uh, 
as you said earlier about Andrew Luck, you know, later in the season, he's going to show out. The question remains, if you start him now, will you be in the fantasy playoffs? The answer is no. The Eagles running backs are all kinds of banged up. Um, Noah Jai, Sproles is banged up. That's another week of Smallwood and Clement. Now, I had Clement as, as a guy worth taking last week. I was wrong. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Alshon Jeffrey is finally able to practice. Is he going to be relevant? No. He's on my Ooh. team. He's sitting. He's been sitting on the end of the bench all year. Yeah, I've been waiting for that. That leaves Zach Ertz and Nelson Aguilar as viable candidates in that game. Both I think, on my team. Zach Ertz definitely playing. starting. Nelson Aguilar, I don't know, man. It's either him or Rand. Well, if I if I if he's still on the roster by Sunday, if he's still on the roster by Sunday, it's either him or Cobb, and I'm not sure who I should start there. Well, I've. I've named uh, one name, Mr. Boyd. There'll be a few more coming up. I think uh, Mariota is playing this week with his halfway banged up elbow. This morning, they cut Richard Matthews because I'm not sure why he's such a diva, but he definitely turned into a diva. And Mariota's got to prove it. The name here is the disappointing name through three weeks who's going to show out this week, and that is Derek Henry. Hmm. I think Mr. Henry is a fine, fine football player. I think that his first three weeks, we'll call it scuffling. And I think I also think the Eagles' defense is fantastic. But Derrick Henry is the one fantasy option for the Titans. We already called out the, the two fantasy options for the Eagles. Um, if you have the Eagles' D, you have to play them. Personally, I think that because of the banged-up condition and the traveling that Philadelphia is going to do, I think the Titans' D will be a surprise. And if you're looking for a flyer, looking for a team to say, hey, I got the Redskins or I got Carolina, who am I going to pick up? There's a lot of options. Keep your eyes on the Titans. Because that's And that's also, yeah, that's also wishful thinking on your part because I'm pretty Eagles-heavy on my team, and you definitely want them to shut down Zach Ertz. But I'm thinking – that Zach Ertz is comfortable for Carson Wentz, and he's going to be running up the seam all day on you, Michi. I think uh, I think you mistake me for some other members of our fantasy football league, because here in here in the Sausage Hut, I'm not biased, and even when I talk to you guys during the preseason and all the other stuff, man, I just. You know, I don't do the subterfuge. I just don't. It doesn't fit my personality. I'm doing this from what I see, not based on our matchups. If I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> and I want Kielbasi to be the best. So I have to be my best. And therefore, the subterfuge doesn't fly with me. That's just the way I am. Fair enough. And that, and that game is going to be a sleep fest. If you live in either of those two markets, go outside and play. There's a lot better things to do there. <laughs> My God, this there's a game that's going to be very interesting, and that is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also a one o'clock game, or playing the Bears in Soldier Field. All right, they still call it Soldier Field. Yeah, they do. It's a uh, it's a short week for the Buccaneers, um, and I think the Bears' defense is really good. I had a uh, poll put up in our league: is it going to be Fitz Magic or Fitz Fizzle? In week three, it was certainly Fitzmagic, three interceptions included. 
Oh yeah, and he had what three touchdowns and over four hundred yards to go with those uh, three interceptions. That I think that might say more about the Steelers' defense, to be honest with you. Um, and I think that the Bears' defense is one of the best in football. I think that it's fits fizzle in Week Four. Oh, we don't want to see the magic end just yet. But the I, um, Bears' defense is good. If he can stay, if he can not get sacked a hundred times, who knows? Listen, Fitzmagic is is about your age, and he's going to get whooped on. <laughs> he's going to get whooped on by big men at home. The Bears' offense, I'm still waiting for their new look offense to take shape. I I can see a couple of players that I would enjoy in that game for uh, the Buccaneers. If you got Mr. Evans, you have to start him. If you start in Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald's Fitzpatrick. Is that his name? Fitzpatrick. Thank you. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Fitz Excuse me. Yeah, all you Irishmen out there, send me a bottle of whiskey. I'll get it right next week. The um, I'm going to see. I, I'm going to call Fitz Fizzle this week, and I think the Bears are going to hand it to the Buccaneers. But if you drafted Evans high and you don't have an option, you have to start him. The surprise players in that game are going to come from the Bears. You certainly have Jay Howard, and that's my I guy. Use his first, I use his first initial, not his name. You have Jay Howard; he's a must start. I like him quite a bit, and I think he's going to have an excellent football game. I think that Trey Burton, who got a little bit of hype before the draft, and people drafted him, hasn't really shown out. He is going to have a fine game, and I think Allen Robinson is finally going to put together a double-digit. Two touchdown, 130-yard game. Allen Robinson must start this week. And the Bears going to the Bears D is a must start. And is, I got nothing else in that game. Isn't what Allen Ro- is Allen Robinson like 43 years old by now? Hasn't he been around forever? It just seems that way. And he looks old, but he's I believe he's about 26. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, I think this is going to be the week those who had their early faith in them and or those who looked at those rankings for the draft, who drafted him, put him in the lineup. He's going to help you quite a bit this week. And I see the Bears just eating up and not folding as the Pittsburgh Steelers did last week. (laughs) All right. Onward and upward. Uh, We move to uh, a very interesting game, another one o'clock game. The Detroit, and I pronounce Detroit for a reason. You can ask me about it sometime. <laughs> Detroit but City. Detroit Rock City. Yep. And uh, the Lions are playing the Cowboys. And we spoke briefly about the Cowboys. We spoke briefly about the Cowboy Nation. Those people have already turned off this show. Screw you. You should still be listening. <laughs> the, uh, the Cowboys are team turmoil, and the Lions showed some life. After all their derision through the first couple of games, their pass-happy crew is going to go to Big D and eat up the Cowboys. A very popular pick this weekend um, is folks buying into the hype, don't believe the hype, that the Cowboys' defense is for real. They are not going to be able to slow down the Lions at all this weekend. And Matt Stafford, People, people talk badly about him. People talk nicely about him. I understand he's a nice man. He's going to have a great game. All three wide receivers on Detroit, from Galladay, Galloway, Galladay, whatever, to Tate, to 
Um, I call him Howard Jones because I'm just stupid like that. But oh, Mr. Oh, 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 what the hell was that song? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you oh, is from the 80s. Oh, I know that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I like the Detroit Lions in a major way this weekend. Mm. I like, I called out Karan Johnson last week, the running back, to have a big game. He's one of the guys who showed out. And you can see him having another game. He is on the waiver wire in our league, Mr. Kobasa. And that man is the guy that I'm afraid of. And I suggest you consider picking him up when you play me this week. No holds barred here in the sausage hut. No holds barred. <laughs> and Kay Johnson is a, is a name that's a that that should have a, and I think he'll even find the end zone and get close to 100 yards this week. America, if you haven't picked him up yet, pick him up. He's the real deal. I um I'm very tickled that you started Dak Prescott last week and beat you know one of the great uh, cowboy fans of all time, the flying one. But you cut him. For a reason, the Cowboys offense, if it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott, they would not beat the best college teams. They are that bad. And I think that the Detroit Lions are going to score 38 points. I think the Cowboys suck. Wow. And it is going to be hell to pay in Dallas. And of course, Jerry Jones and his family will just count the money and ignore the fans. It's the way they are. What say you? <laughs> I, I was I I got the NFL Network on, and it's funny. Just as you were talking about Dak Prescott, there's a commercial coming on saying one on one with Dak Prescott Sunday at 9 a.m. on the NFL Network. So don't miss that. Yeah, I, uh, and the first question is, how do you feel that Mr. Kabasi won a game and cut you? <laughs> that would be the first question I would ask Dak. And, and hey, he, Dak, he, he knew his listening. role. He knew exactly what he was in town to do, and he did it. Even though, you know, I actually sacrificed 10 points by starting him. I still won. (laughs) I think you should uh, I think you should find him on Twitter, follow him and tell him what you've done to him. It might motivate him. Maybe he still has no one to throw the ball to, but it might motivate him. Yeah. What are they going to do about that? But, you you know, and you said Ezekiel was going to have 200 yards. Last week, I think he had 120 and um, one key and fumble. fumble just before he was about to find the end zone and win the game yes. and, and beat you yes. and beat you. Yes. The kiss of Kilbasa was all over that. <laughs> oh, that was but, great. But Ezekiel Elliott's a special talent. You know, if you have him on your fantasy team, you know, play him. He's the best. He's great. The rest of their team, not so much. And that may or may not become a problem as the season progresses. I don't know. I don't know Zeke's personality, but he may decide to go diva. He may not. He may just decide to be a football player and go to work. You know him better better than I do. What do you see his reaction to uh, a half decent cowboy team getting smoked? Oh, I think he's going to be good. I, I think he's going to play hard because he's a good professional. He's an Ohio State Buckeye for life. But, He's a baller, ain't but how mean what you can only do so. I don't care how good you are if you don't have a passing game to complement your running game. You're not going to do that well. I mean, he had 120 yards. You know that was that was a, that's a great game for any other back. But that was 80 yards short of what you thought he should have had last week. Indeed, indeed. So I like the cow. I like the Cowboys to get smoked. And again, I see the Lions putting up about 38 points. 
and being the Detroit Lions being completely fantasy relevant. I will add that the Lions defense will outpoint the the fancy pick of the week this week, the Cowboys defense, and they will do so convincingly. America, get your crayons out. Start taking notes. We're going to go to the Jets playing at the Jaguars. Jets. Jaguars, Mishy's team coming off a big loss on the North Coast. To the Cleveland Browns. I'll tell you, that was a tale of two halves. The Jets were fine, and then Baker Mayfield stepped in. And the excuses that came out of the Jets were lame. Just lame. The Jets still start a rookie quarterback. And they're playing a great defense that 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 is going to eat them up in Jacksonville. I can see actually both teams playing a good defensive game, but Leonard Fournette will be back. Make a note of it. He will be back. If you're not having any faith in that because you think the Jets D is good. Okay. You got to start him anyway. I think Jacksonville is uh, going to be mad by getting beaten by the Titans last week in a field goal fest. And they're going to bounce back in a big way. As we know, the Jets are the Jets, and they have to prove that they can finish games. It's not going to happen this week. Jacksonville in a big way. Fournette as a must-start. We all know Blake Bortles is a hit-or-miss guy. But the man I like, you know, man, Mr. Cole as a receiver, people have picked him up, but I'm a big fan of D.D. Westbrook. And I think D.D. is going to have a super fantasy game at wide receiver, probably available throughout the country. If you're in need of wide receiver, put that name on your list. And damn it, Kielbasa, if you beat me with these guys I'm calling out, more power to you. More D- power I, to you. I think, I think you can safely say that I'm not going to pick up D.D. Westbrook. Okay. And, and, and on another, another one of the stars aligning for me beating the flying one last week was Leonard Fournette. Out, <laughs> so Fantastic. so 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 the Sasquatch had to pick up. He had to pick up somebody off the waiver wire. He got rid of Derrick Henry the week before. He should have. He, he should have kept him. But another there contributing mistakes, factor. Mistakes are made when you don't listen to this football uh, primer on the sausage hut. On the and it's just the way it is. People should be paying attention. Yep. Make up your own minds, of course, but. I think some of the things we see, some of the things we call out are just things that you're not going to hear in other places. And that original material makes this show completely valid. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to hear that you're not going to pick up D.D. Westbrook as well. (laughs) Take the Jags to win that game, people. Take the Jags to beat the Jets until the Jets prove it. What say you? I say Sam Darnold is closer than you think. I saw him in person last week. He's good. He's good. He's going to be good. He's he just get. And I don't think I don't think uh, Joe Montana could have won in that second half last week. That that stadium was going so berserk. It was a twelfth man that I've never seen before in in person. It was it was it was it was fate. It was the, it was the ghost of. Otto Graham, the ghost of Lou Groza, they they rose out of Lake Erie. Like who was that? Remember the Super Friends? There was one of the Super Friends. Came, he <laughs> with had, the swamp guy with the swamp. Thing. Not the, it was the guy. Whoever had the he was like a torn. His, the the lower half of his body was a tornado. Whoever that guy was, 
but he they came out of Lake Erie and they crossed their hands and they did a genie nod and they were like, "Not tonight, tonight, the curse is lifted." I'm I'm, I'm starting to hate your joy of that game. I really am. <laughs> Dude, it's really starting. It'll to get never me. get better than that. It'll never get better than that. <laughs> Unless I go to the AFC Championship game and they win, you know, that's it. That's oh, that'd only... be fantastic. You know, that'd be fantastic if indeed Baker Mayfield is everything Baker Mayfield thinks he is, then you guys are on the right path. And that that division, because the Steelers aren't the Steelers anymore, the Bengals certainly have gotten better, and the Ravens can play at home and not on the road. There's no reason why Cleveland can't be competitive. You know, there was a, a little proposition bet, America, this is a backstory, that the Cleveland Browns would win more games than the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yep. And the 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 idea that that was ludicrous to the Cowboy fans is now becoming like a cold, cold reality. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That ties up the uh, four o'clock games. I'm mean, excuse me, the one o'clock games. Yes, indeed. And we we should move into four o'clock and keep this show going. Let's roll on the Sausage Hut Radio Network with Michi giving your week four fantasy primer. The Seahawks are going to play the Cardinals, and there are two bad teams playing. And the idea that Josh Rosen is getting his first start. And I live in the New York metro area, and every Jewish person in the world is calling them like the Hebrew hero and <laughs> assorted other names. And this week, between Rosen and Russell Wilson, I'm taking the Gentile to have a much bigger fantasy game. Yes, Russell Wilson is going to eat up the the Arizona Cardinals mm. and for those of you who needed a little background a Gentile very simply is a non-Jewish person not nothing complicated I was uh I was at a party one time and somehow Jews and Gentiles came up and I, I said Gentiles and someone thought I was being like uh laying out a curse word and then I had to you know do what I just did here it's just a non-Jewish person and the person said oh all these years I thought it was something else Imagine that, 5,700 years on their calendar, and no one knows the difference. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it's because outside of New York City, it's a, it's not, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's not very prevalent, I would say. Well, that's, you know, you know, nice people, nice people, all the same. They play fantasy football just like that, and I guess that if you're going uh, on the religious sort of point of view. Which we should you're picking up, and you're picking up Rosen just because of that, you're making a big mistake. <laughs> Also, but, you know, people have been known to pick their teams for different reasons. Um, Mr. Carson in uh, Seattle is banged up, has a hip problem. He had a great week last week. Don't expect it this week. He's on my team. He's on my team. Look for Russell Wilson to throw the ball, to run the ball. And there is every potential that Baldwin is playing this week for Seattle. All and three of those guys though, are on my team. Even though he's rusty, if you have him and you need him, pay attention to the injury report, but know that there is some real value and you drafted Baldwin for a reason. And Russell Wilson cannot wait to get that guy back. Oh, man. See, you're making me think that things that I don't want to think. I, I didn't. He wasn't part of my game plan this week, but he's on my bench. He's been on my bench. I don't know, man. 
I get the feeling that the more I talk, the more confused you get about your own lineup. And unintentional, of course, but it's still beautiful. Fitzgerald for the Cardinals has a hamstring issue. Oh. That leaves David Johnson. Of course, we sing that song to Hex. Uh-huh. Say what? David Johnson and their coaching staff have to get together. And if I'm David Johnson, I'm going to break someone's neck if I don't touch the ball 30 times this week. If you have him on your team, don't lose faith. Please don't lose faith. He has to. He has to touch the ball 30 times. And to me, he's still a must start, even though he's been very disappointing. What say you, Mr. Kielbasa? I got a lot of guys on the Seahawks. I I mean, I, I didn't realize. Well, I guess I did realize. I got three Seahawks all of a sudden. Russell Wilson's been with me. For years now, uh, Chris Carson, I just picked up. I don't know if I missed something. I don't. I don't think I heard about the the hip injury before yesterday. He had had a no. Limit. This is this didn't this. From what I understand, this came up during Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This ah. didn't come up over the weekend. So he limit. He had limited practice today. They just listed it as LP. Doug Baldwin, LP. So limited practices that mean you know it's always tough getting somebody their first week off of an injury it's a crap shoot no matter who they I are i like it I, I like it when i call things out and you go online to check it and you find <laughs> out it's true we spoke about our man hex um who crushed me last weekend and the david johnson song is of course a, I sing it to hex whenever his name comes up we stop talking and we sing love roller coaster with david johnson's name in there it's just <laughs> funny right now and i think that i say things to him and he will come back to me three days later and go oh i heard that here and i heard that there and i heard that here i said when are you just going to start listening to me i've got to go on the sausage hut and and tell the world before everyone else does and he goes oh i'm still not going to believe you i think you're blowing smoke i said dave you've known me for 20 years excuse me hex you've known me for 20 years I don't do that. But when I said that to you, I know you didn't believe me. And he's known me a lot longer, and he still don't believe me. So I give you some credit for that. Seattle at the Cardinals. Take Seattle to win. Play David Johnson. You got Russell Wilson? Take him. You got Baldwin? Watch the injury reports. You got um, old man Fitzgerald? He's got a hamstring issue. Watch the injury reports. And quite frankly, don't watch this game. It's going to be boring as hell. Let's get on to the next game then. 49ers at the Chargers. Oh, poor poor San Francisco. Poor San Francisco. Garoppolo done for the year. That's too bad. Brita is hurt. Probably not going to get, not going to play. The free agent they picked up to play running back is out for the year. The wide receivers are all banged up. The Chargers are going to eat San Francisco for lunch. The best part about that is there will probably be more 49er fans than Charger fans at this game in Los Angeles. Hmm. Where do they play? I would, uh, I would not start a single 49er. I would go across the board and say Chargers quarterback. I would consider... If I had an RB problem, of course, starting Melvin Gordon, but Mr. Eckler would be a flyer as a guy who's going to score double-digit fantasy points. Mm. We all think that um, Keenan Allen was drafted too high because he hasn't been producing 
in that draft slot, he's going to have a nice game. For the last two weeks, we've been speaking about Mike Williams, and he's a baller, and he's showing out. He's going to have a nice game. And, of course, I'm starting the Chargers defense against the most decimated team, the 49ers. And if I beat you this week, it's going to be because my defense shows up. What say you, Mr. Kobach? What about Alfred Morris? Come on, man. Can't this be the Alfred Morris era? Is he still driving that 89 Pinto to practice? I hope so. I appreciate that sort of thing because you got to save your money when you can make it, especially if you're not going to be making it very long. Well, he's been playing for quite a while, and he's been getting paid. You figure he can get, like, a used Cadillac or something. (laughs) God. But I can see the Chargers um, really just dominating the 49ers, which is why I called Eckler out, because there might be some good junk time. And he's a producer anyway. Um, If you have him, you're playing a deep league, put him in. If you need a running back and you can't find uh, any of these other guys we brought up or going to bring up, Put him in. But the Chargers are going to eat up the 49ers. No two ways about it. Never heard of C.J. Beathard. Never heard of C.J. Beathard. Never even heard of Matt Breida before this year. I don't even know where C.J. Beathard went to school. C.J. Beathard's grandfather was one of the architects of the championship Washington Redskins back in the 80s. Oh, Bobby Beathard? Yes. So he's got some genes that work. Maybe he'll be a better in the front office as a player. But uh, the idea that the 49ers have half a chance against the Chargers does not exist. If I was a gambler, I would find a way to get into that game because the 49ers are in big, big trouble. You know, earlier in the year, people were taking teams that were playing against the Buffalo Bills for their lack of offense. And as we all know, Minnesota – Uh, bit the bullet last week for the teams that started them they know what minnesota did to their squads i believe the san francisco 49ers are now um that other team that is going to be pretty bad and if you're streaming defenses stream against the 49ers my opinion four o'clock game that's not going to be mad not going to be bad is the Nolan Saints are traveling to the Meadowlands to play the New York football Giants. I was so wrong about the Saints. I thought their defense was good. I thought they would be running the ball. I thought all these, I thought Drew Brees was going to do a latter day John Elway. Drew Brees came and did like an early day Drew Brees, and he's been completely awesome. The Saints are clicking on offense. The Giants finally seem to get their preseason um, uh, malaise. Don't ask me to spell it. There's an A-I in there somewhere. M-A-L-A-I-S-E. Give that man an English degree. The Saints and the Giants are going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. And if you have fantasy players, play them. With one exception, Evan Ingram is hurt. And I'm to understand he's not going to play. If you have any Evan Ingram on your team, tight end from the Giants, be ready to make a move. You will not get anything from him if he plays at all. Rhett Ellison. I like, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara got a little banged up over the weekend, and he's not practicing today. You can check that if you wish. When is What's-His-Nuts coming back? Um, next week. Uh, Ingram comes back from suspension after four weeks. Okay. So – 
he'll be coming back. But Kamara touched the ball, I believe, a career high 31 times. And now he has a knee issue. It could greatly impact this game. It can greatly impact the fantasy game if Alvin Kamara is any way limited because he's an all-purpose Le'Veon Bell light. Oh, Le'Veon, what happened to you, Le'Veon? And Kamara, although he's a must-start, is something it's something to watch and how his injury report plays out during the week. He has to play, but he might be a bit banged up. Drew Brees is a must-start. The wide receiver, Michael Thomas, one of the best players in football, must-start. Um, on the other side, I believe is Ted Ginn is still the starter out there in New Orleans. He's a must-start. And for the G-men, we know about uh, Odell Beckham. We know about Shaquan Barkley. Um, if you have Sterling Shepard on your squad, consider it. And here is the surprise fantasy pick of the week. And you know where I'm going with this. Okay. Eli, Eli Manning uh. will be a top six fantasy quarterback this week. You just can't kill him. You just can't kill him. <laughs> top six fantasy quarterback this week, Eli Manning. There, America, don't turn off. Don't turn off your computer. It's going to happen. What say you, Mr. Kilbasa? Yeah, the, the Giants, I think, are much better than anybody wants to give them credit for. They're going to turn it around. And the Saints have been playing great, even though they haven't won all their games. Uh, they, I mean, Breeze is great. The Browns should have beat them, even though they had a lot of yards on offense. What about Ben Watson? You can't kill him either. No, he's he's as old as me. Yeah. Drew Brees is as old as me. So the Saints offense is completely dynamic. Mm -hmm. And the Giants have enough firepower, yes, even without the tight end playing. And I believe the Saints defense is so disappointing that they will make Eli a top six fantasy quarterback this week. It's amazing. And again, I see that as probably the highest scoring game of the weekend. There is another 4 o'clock game that is of particular interest to you, and that's up the coast in California. Yeah. Your Cleveland Browns play the Chucky Oakland Raiders. And I, before, Chucky. as we get into this, yeah, I have to say that it's been a great week, and the, the optimism has never been higher. And, you know, we're going to find we might find out stuff that, you know, we're not nearly where we thought we were going to be this week after the miracle of last Thursday, but we're going to find out and we couldn't pick, uh, we, we couldn't, well, there's probably only a few more teams we could have picked to have a good matchup against going into this game. The Raiders are a mess, Mr. Kilbasa. Right. Chucky, 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 Chucky is not prepared for this. He's going to get angry. He's going to show the chin and that face. And David Carr is going to look at him. Listen, douche, shut the fuck up. I'm playing. You're not. And is a right mess out there in Oakland. And I don't see, I don't know what Baker Mayfield is going to be on the road. I don't know what David Carr is going to be at home. But I do know that the Cleveland Browns are going to beat the Raiders. And if I'm picking players fantasy-wise, Javaris Landry of your Browns, got to start him. Carlos Hyde, not going to have the same big game, but he's a very nice running back, got to play him. And the highlight to me is the Browns' defense in this game. 
I think that uh, what we saw from Jordy Nelson last week was like an old timer just showing one more time. I don't think he's going to do it again. I think Beast Mode is a nice ball player, um, doing very well. I think he's a top 15 running back, but not against the Cleveland Browns defense. I can see Cleveland coming out and winning this game 21-14, 21-10, and I am very curious as to what Baker Mayfield does on the road. Will that hype, will that excitement carry over into this game? I'm saying yes, and I'm taking your Cleveland Browns to beat the Raiders and embarrass Chucky at home. I hope so. That, that, that would be great. You know, I think anything can happen. The Raiders are poised for a surprise turnaround. The Browns, of course, they could collapse. But, hey, Baker Mayfield doesn't seem to care about anything. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be affected by the environment. He doesn't seem to be negatively affected by any environment that he's put in. He proved it over and over in college. I mean, he came to Columbus and humiliated the, the, the Buckeyes last year. You know, he came into the game and just turned that place on its ear I've, I've i've gone on and on about it enough but you know that's this is this is it we had our great 10 we had 10 great days of enjoying the victory or well in, we're in day seven now but we've got I a couple the, more days I, it could all end but hey let's go for it i can see the best part about what you just said is that the players on cleveland enjoyed the celebration but had enough time to return to work and to return to focus to travel all the way across the country. And I think that's a very good thing. I think Baker Mayfield has some real stones. And as you said, he's going to be unfazed. I can see Cleveland again. I don't think the Raiders are very good. So I like Cleveland in this game outright. As far as fantasy goes, yes, Landry again. But I think the Browns defense is going to be the one to pick up and the one to play and the one that's going to get you really nice points. And I know you're doubting me because of the superstition and the history of the whole thing. But who's America's team moving forward? The Cleveland Browns, baby. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and that leads us right into the Sunday night game. All right. Our rival of every iteration of the Cleveland Browns <laughs> are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh. The team that stole the Cleveland Browns are the Baltimore Ravens. And any die in the wool Cleveland Brown orange fan hates both of these teams with a passion rarely reserved for like ex-wife one, two, and three. Oh, hate yeah. them more. Oh yeah. Hate them more. But this is a must win game for the Steelers because they've been pretty awful. Their offense is fine. Defense is bad. Will the Ravens show up on the road? Yes or no? What do you say? I think it's going to depend. Will on the Ravens D show up? I, Will I, the Ravens D show up this week? Right. I think it's going to depend on the weather, and I haven't looked at a weather report, but it is it is getting uh, it's cold up there right now. I think they they're finally getting where they need. They're finally getting into fall weather. So if it's going to be wet, I think the the Steelers are roll over top of them. But if it's going to be dry, anything can happen. I um I like uh. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, I've called out Sheriff John Brown to sing it with the Bob Marley hint. I've called him out for weeks. He scored touchdowns all the time. If John Brown is available in people's leagues, play him. The problem with the Ravens is they're running backs. No one knows anymore. I'd be very curious. 
But I like Flacco to th- throw a couple touchdowns this week against the Ravens, do his own Flacco magic as opposed to his usual Flacco fizzle. And Slacko. I can see the Ravens. I can see a high-scoring game this 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 week. Um, again, Sheriff John Brown is nice. Crabtree will be better. The tight ends, I couldn't tell you who's starting at tight ends. I can. Again, I don't trust running backs. But is that Willie Sneed the, or Nick? Uh, the Willie Sneed is there um, for the Ravens. I don't know who's playing tight end. I would is that take Vance Crabtree. McDonald. Or the, no, he's on the Steelers. He of the uh, best uh, face mask um, or the best stiff arm that I've seen in years. <laughs> that was great. That was that was completely humiliating. It's I you know I wonder like they don't they let you get away with a face mask if you're if you're stiff arming somebody. He didn't hit him in the face mask. Oh, on he, either occasion. Oh, I thought he got. I thought he did. No, I watched and I can tell you one thing about that leading into our game, Mister Kibasa. Yeah. In our next game of flag football, I am going to stiff arm you like Mr. McDonald did. I'm going to get you right in the face, side of the head, and your momentum's going to take you tumbling, and I'll probably fall down laughing and not score a touchdown. I will, I, want... rip, I will rip your arm off at the shoulder if you try to do that. <laughs> no question. But for the Steelers, Mr. Connor is still a must start because uh, the diva Le'Veon Bell is yet to show up. Our man Juju Smith-Schuster almost got that out right. Juju is on the injury report this week. That's something I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, you know, you stole um, him from Anton- me. Anton- no, I didn't steal anybody. <laughs> Antonio Diva Brown is a must start. Big Ben at home is a must start. And look for Le'Veon Bell to post uh, from Miami Beach onto Instagram while that game is going on Sunday night. <laughs> I'm like. I'm liking a high-scoring game, not as high-scoring as the Saints versus the Giants, but I think that uh, the Steelers are going to find a way to lose at home against the Baltimore Ravens. What do you say? Ooh, I say, and I think it's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be a really good game. Who's your fantasy uh, standout in this game Sunday night? I'm gonna, Roethlisberger, I, no, I'm gonna Brown. S- I'm going to say Michael Crabtree has a surprise and scores two touchdowns for the Ravens out of nowhere. I, um, I'm going to apply those touchdowns to Sheriff John Brown and, and certainly hope you don't pick him up and beat me. <laughs> I'm, and I'm overloaded with wide receivers. I need another. I might have to is. get an, another back. It's, it's the most talented position in fantasy football. You can take your wide receivers late, load up on running backs, and anyone who doesn't have that philosophy, I don't know what the hell you're looking at. Monday night football. The, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Mile High Stadium to take on the Denver Broncos. The aforementioned flying savant will be there. Oh, really? He's going? Yes. Yes. And uh, he's taking his wife, um, who affectionately is called the butcher. The veggie butcher, And I think yeah. that's hilarious because she's been a vegan for 30 years, and they call her the butcher. That is <laughs> She's tremendous. been on the sausage hut with you and I when we were outside the U2 concert last summer. That's, a, that's one, of the best, uh, one of the best podcasts ever, live from the U2 there concert. There is uh, th- a lot of fun uh, for a lot of reasons, and 
maybe the best one is that she never beat me up at least fully, even though I have been thrown out more, more than one occasion. She never quite beat me up, and she still continues to be say hello and be nice to me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That's wonderful. <laughs> and uh, those two will be at this game to watch Andy Reid, the greatest fantasy football coach ever, because Andy Reid just produces. And his crew of Kansas City Chiefs are going to eat up the Denver Broncos. Fantasy-wise, you have to start Mahomes. You have to start Hill. You have to start Watkins. You have to start Kelsey. And although people are concerned or bringing up concerns about Kareem Hunt, you have to start him. Also, you have to start their kicker. I would start both kickers in that game. On the Broncos side, I don't see it. I don't see it. Demarius Thomas got paid, and then he got old. Don't trust him whatsoever. Emmanuel Sanders is having a decent year, but do you trust Case Keenum enough to play well enough to be a, make anyone fantasy relevant in that game. I don't. And I would load up on Chiefs. If I had a dollar, I would take the Chiefs and lay the points. And I think that Monday night football game will be a continuation of what we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is a dominant team in real life and a dominant team in fantasy football on Monday night. What say you, Mr. Kabas? Doesn't Mahomes have to wake up one of these days? Come on, man. I mean, he's just too good. Mahomes has a pedigree that is unlike any other quarterback. We called out C.J. Brethard of the 49ers for his granddad's good work. Mahomes' father was like a 20-year major league pitcher. The guy has been around professional sports forever. And he's got a cannon. And there's a reason why I liked him so much in the preseason. There's a reason why my draft mistake was not taking him. And I think well, that I, okay, no. Your, your draft mistake wasn't necessarily not taking him. Is what You got beat to the punch by one, by one round. And honestly, probably... And it's funny that you know you you talked him up justifiably so, and I stole Dak Prescott right underneath Captain's nose, and then he stole Mahomes right from under your nose. Like he he returned the favor by taking your quarterback. You talked about relentlessly, and I think I think I, again I think Mahomes has a pedigree unlike any guy who ever walked into the National Football League, and he has Andy Reid as his coach. There is no reason to think that he's going to come back to earth. You can say he's not going to score 30 fantasy points every week. That's fine. But I do not see him scoring less than 18 in any week. And I don't know what week that is. And it certainly isn't week four. Mahomes to Hill. Mahomes to Watson. Mahomes to Kelsey. The Broncos don't stand a chance. What say you? Everybody else is going to say that, too. Case Keenum, yeah, you know, he's due. He's due for something. Emmanuel Sanders, what if he hooked up with Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas a couple times and got a couple touchdowns? Hey, no, if the Chiefs keep playing the way they've been playing, forget about it. They are steamrolling through the Rocky Mountains. It's going to be, you know, you can put the Chiefs down. Is what's going to beat the Chiefs? The Chiefs are going to beat the Chiefs. And I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. 
that is week four in the National Football League. Wow. I'd like to say I'd like to say one more thing here before we close, Mr. Cabasa. Yes. yes Mahomes sir. is a Mahomes is a must start. Drew Brees is a must start. Watson in Houston is a those three guys will be the three fantasy quarterbacks this this week. The busts this week in fantasy are gonna be Tom Brady, Fitz Fizzle. And Carson Wentz, that's my take on fantasy quarterbacks in week four. Okay, okay. And that's where I want – and I think that's where I want to leave it alone because on Twitter at Michi108, I'll have my quarterbacks, my wide receivers, and my running backs who I look at as big weeks, busts, and surprises. And that's where you'll find the rest of the information. Michi108. If you're and, out there looking for fantasy-relevant information that you're not going to find – Anywhere else with all these dudes whose job it is to write interesting copy about fantasy football. If you want the real deal, go to Twitter and follow Mishy108. He's new to Twitter. He's just getting out there. He needs some more followers. He wants some more followers because he tweets a lot about fantasy football. So if you want a one-stop shop on what you should do at the last minute, just go at Mishy108 and, and follow please, please download this podcast, share it with your friends. This is original material, and that, more than anything, in the 21st century, fantasy football-wise, is completely worth it. Everyone else is just repeating what everyone else said. You're not going to get that here. And I think that's what stands this out, stands us out, and I think that's why you should maybe not share it with your friends and beat <laughs> them badly and enjoy it all here on The Sausage Hut. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Kabasi. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, you're not going to share it with your friends who aren't in your fantasy football league and tell them to tell their friends. As we almost finishing up September, I can't believe it's almost over. 30 podcasts in 30 days, but we're going to keep going on the Michigan football primer for fantasy football. It's going to it, we're going to we'll be back next Thursday. Not as part of 30 podcasts in 30 days, but just as a regular rotation to get a lot of football going. We got the football minute on the radio on Mondays on the Mark Aram show. We've got the fantasy football primer on Thursday. We got all the mission you can handle. He's going to be on TV sooner than you know it. I'm going to wear a mask because I'm not as pretty as I used to be. <laughs> That's not true. Everybody knows. You're a good-looking guy, Mishy. So we will talk to you next week, buddy. And hey, Thank good you, good Kibasa. luck. Enjoy your week. Good, Go Browns. Yeah, and good luck and in, in fantasy. Our game, in our matchup this week, one Ohio State Fair corn dog on our matchup, plus a big beer. What do you say? Yes, and our side bet, our side bet of one Chick Fil A number one meal on. Uh, oh, that. That's the a lot of food. Yeah. That's a lot. Good luck to you, Mr. Kilbasa. Have have a great weekend, the rest of America, and internationally, if you're listening. What's up, kids? Don't believe the hype. Believe Michi. Believe Kilbasa. We're bringing it to you straight. Happy Thank football, you, everybody. Happy football.